everyone. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends do deep dive recaps of romance novels to share our opinions, our relationship, and mostly our silliness. Before we get started, let's do a Patreon shout out because we couldn't do this without our patrons. Nick C., you are descended from Hebe, the Greek goddess of youth and cupbearer of Mount Olympus. As cupbearer, she served her fellow gods all of their nectar and ambrosia, which kept them eternally young. Like Hebe, you are young at heart and love to bring that positive, wide-eyed energy to every group you encounter. Hebe had a heart for service and embodied the prime of life, and those are qualities that you have, and will, carry with you no matter your age. My personal theory is that she stayed so young because of her optimism and the fact that she couldn't hold a grudge. She was worshipped as a goddess of forgiveness and mercy, so you have that going for you too. Also, one of her titles directly translated to Gladdening Princess. And I can't think of a better title for someone who wears a fashion hat while delivering creative repartee and good vibes. We've got tons of bonus content and extra goodies over at patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. So head over there if you need some more giggles. And now we've got part two of Even Odds by Elia Winters. Oh, hi, Erin. Hi. How are you? Great. So good. Let me tell you. Oh, no. It is a tumultuous time in your yes, house. It is, but not for the reasons that you're thinking. Guess who got <laughs> lice in these strange times? Well, you do have a child that visits. Is it the child? No. <gasps> oh, no, no. It is Rooster. Rooster the dog? Oh, my God. Did you know that there was such a thing as dog lice? Specifically dog lice? They're specific to dogs, dog <laughs> lice. Okay, but that means that they can't be on you, right? Your human that is bug true. will poison That them? is true. Dog that's lice, nice. they're mandibles. Mm-hmm. We'll pretend that's the right yeah, word. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're little army arms, antennas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can only grab onto specifically dog fur. Wow. And so they are specifically dog lice. Wow. Yeah. So David was giving Rooster one of the good scratches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those deep, deep scratches. Uh Rooster likes like real harsh scratching. Yeah, she does. She likes a really like get your nails into her dog skin scratch. Yeah. He's giving her one of those and lo and behold, there's a tiny bug on Rooster. Ah! And so he texts me and he's like, we have bed bugs Close it down. Like, we're quarantined (laughs) with bed bugs. Close it down. Our lives are over. Like, this is it. We can't leave the house, and the house is bed bugs. This is our life. He gets out the microscope. Don't. A lot of. What? All my friends were like, you have a microscope? Yes. We don't have kids. We have a microscope. Okay? We have a microscope. So he gets out the microscope, puts it under there, takes a picture, sends it to the University of Alaska. Is this bed bugs? What? But we do our own independent research and we figure out. I mean, he checks the sheets. He checks the carpet. He checks, yeah, you know. You have to. There's no bad bugs. There's good. no bad bugs. Oh, and also, also, like, I guess. Your, your whole bodies aren't bit up. So that's right, a right. good There's indication. no bites. There's no. 
and I guess bed bugs they like they live somewhere else and then they come out at night and they do they munch on you and then they go back. Yeah, they live in like the seams of sheets. They don't live in the seams of people or pets. No, no, they no, live no, no, no. away. Yeah. So it was weird to find it on rooster. So then we see this picture of this dog lice. Uh-oh. This dog louse. And it's very clearly a dog lice. Oh, boy. And so I'm like, okay, well, how do you <laughs> cure a dog of fucking dog lice in these strange times? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't need to. I don't need this. I don't no. need this. No, you do not. So, <laughs> the ASPCA has a dog lice website. And it's like, listen, American public, you don't have to worry about dog lice. Dog lice only infect the sickest worst grossest oldest mangiest dogs <laughs> that are in extremely unsanitary conditions <laughs> a dog lice will never infect a dog that is your in your home and that is, is well loved cared for. and cared for yes <laughs> and certainly not a dog that throws her food bowl in protest no not dogs that get fed salmon oil right <laughs> it's basically like if you live in the civilized world where your dog has a warm place to sleep at night. If your dog is loved in any way, <laughs> if you aren't just like living in a trash heap, yeah. your dog will never, never <laughs> get this parasite. And of course, Rooster is fucking teeming with them. Goat, perfectly fine. What? <laughs> Goat, we ran that louse comb all through her, like, flowing goat hair. Not yeah. one. Not wow. one lice louse. Rooster, we gave a lice bath. Okay. Then we did some Advantix or whatever on her. The lice fled Rooster. <laughs> The habitat of roost. These lice, by the hundreds, ah, get something. Fled her all over our house. Just lice, just everywhere you look. Just you crunching as you walk around. Crate her. We we took everything in her crate and we lit it on fucking fire. Like, are you kidding me? We'll still put her in the bear crate and let oh, the lice God. flee and then vacuum them up. Vacuum, vacuum. Well, we did. I just cleaned everything in our house. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, they just fled. Get oh. us out of here. We hate it here now. <laughs> it used to be the best place. Now it's terrible. And so Rooster used to, like, I remember a couple weeks ago, I was giving Rooster one of the good scratches. Yeah. And I remember being like, God, Rooster's so dandruffy and gross. Like, God, oh. Rooster's gross. No, no. Rooster, I don't think, has ever had dandruff. That mm. has always been lice. I don't know how long Rooster has had lice. Erin, you've had her for years. I don't know. I don't know, Melody. We boarded her two and a half months ago. Uh huh. She could have gotten lice at PetSmart. Okay. But again, that's two and a half months. Oh my god! That my beloved dog, who I love so much, yeah, 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 has had fucking lice, and I have wow. not noticed. Like, how terrible am I? And guess what, Mel? What's up? She doesn't like the good deep scratches anymore. Now she's like, that hurts. You know why? Because she's not covered in lice. lice. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, no. Now she has like a beautiful, silky, shiny coat. It's taken years off. You know, like she looks younger. She looks so great. She's no longer sickly and anemic. She no longer has thousands of pests just sucking her blood every day. 
Oh my God. Turns out the holy grail for dogs is just a good delousing. I'm a terrible person. No, like, you're fine. Terrible. Well, I'm a What if she's worried. had lice for years? Well, but then, they, you know, how you couldn't have known that. And, you know, they're, they're, they're crafty, these <laughs> are they, louses. Are yeah. Aww. I am, however, a little bit worried about yeah. you and your next dealings with Rooster's Enterprises. Because I got a text that makes a lot oh, more yeah. sense now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know the text I got? Yeah, I would. All right. Well, it's um, it's a flyer, uh-huh. and it has a picture. Well, at the top it says, okay, it's got a picture of goat on it. Yeah. And the text over goat says, good lice home, triple yeah. exclamation point. Mm-hmm. The bottom says, talk to rooster with a yeah. picture of her beautiful mug on there. And then yeah. the top says, Six dollars exclamation point. She's selling goat as a rental space for lice. I'm pretty sure she's selling goat condos. Yeah, I'm sorry lice. you had to get that text from Rooster. Rooster does have her own phone. <laughs> Again, we don't have kids. We've got a microscope <laughs> and Rooster has a phone. It's fine. It's fine. So she's in real estate now. Yeah, I'm sorry you got conned in that way. It's fine. I mean, I texted her back and I was like, hey, Rooster, I don't think I can pay to ship any dog lice from New Jersey to Alaska and she was like fine bitch don't support me and I was like oh god at least she didn't text you unfriend she texts me unfriend (gasps) all the time all the time (laughs) unfriend it's sometimes unprovoked oh wow she's told me she's very lonely now she feels better but the lice used to be her only friends (laughs) (laughs) all right Wow, that's that's all I can give you. So many pictures of the rooster dog lice incident. It was horrible, you guys. Uh, well, my whole body is itching, so I'm really glad that we did that too. Oh, I'm listener. sorry, Melody. Is your <laughs> whole body itching? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. All right. So one month later. One month later. Caleb. He's in Tampa. Yeah, he shows up for his now. Who his new job? His new exciting yeah. job that he didn't think he'd ever get. And he's in the meeting. So she feels like he should have contacted her himself to say, hey, I got this job because she gave him her number. Yeah. And so as the weeks wore on between her finding out that Caleb got this job and him actually being there, she's been getting more and more upset that he hasn't said, hey, Isabel, I'm coming to work at your work. Yeah, because here's the thing. This is shitty on so many levels. First of all, he is the only one who had her number, just like you said. But he Mm -hmm. says that he threw it away in the hotel trash, that he still spent like 16 more hours in knowing he had the job. Mm -hmm. He could have easily just fished it out of that trash and gone on his merry way. But he didn't. But he didn't. And then he's like, I could have also emailed her work email. But how do you do that email? And the way that you do it, Caleb, is you say, oh, Hey, I have something I need to talk to you about. Here's my personal number. Give me a call at your earliest convenience. And like, that's how you do that, yep. Caleb. It's very simple. You don't have to be like, Not hard. had a great time putting my dick in you with that Hitachi rubbing up on your clit. You don't have to say that to her no. work email, Caleb. You just say, hi, give me a call, Caleb. But I think Caleb might. I know he would. <laughs> he would. Dong. So then also he thinks to himself as he walks in the door, I bet she doesn't even know I'm coming. I bet that nobody in the office informed the rest of the office mates that this crucial job role Mm -hmm. that she is going to be working 
closely with on a huge company project. I bet nobody told him about it. So like, not yeah. only is that a ridiculous, mm-hmm. but second of all, you think you're just going to ambush her at your work job yeah. when, when you know she doesn't like to mix business and personal? You think yeah. that it's totally cool to walk in with her having no idea you're arriving, Caleb, when, when you have seen inside of her? Like, Caleb, <laughs> let's... Seen inside of her? I'm. He got up in there, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Sounds like Caleb has a microscope as well. <laughs> well, he doesn't have kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So he just decides to do this by going into the conference room where they're having the meeting to introduce him to the rest of the office. Mm-hmm. And she just has no expression whatsoever when she yeah. looks at him. She acts like he's a total stranger. Yeah. He says her demeanor is completely different than it was at DiceCon, that she's like buttoned up, she's cold, she's distant. She has no feeling whatsoever. And she shakes his hand and says, hello, you must be Caleb, which I really enjoyed. I really like that too. But for the fact that all her coworkers know that she knows him already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And so her her boss strong arms her into having like a private meeting to go over the giant project they're doing together. Mm-hmm. And he immediately wants to clear the air. And she says that she doesn't talk about personal stuff at work. Right. And he pushes her and she says to drop it. And she says, because the Isabel you met at DiceCon doesn't exist. Right. And and he calls bullshit on it. And he's like, no, we need to talk about this. And I love this so much. She goes... You don't get to come into my work and tell me you know better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. Isabel's brows drew together. I told you I didn't want to talk about this here. And the fact that you insist on talking about it means that you don't respect my wishes. So I couldn't care less what you think. Is that clear? It was a pretty good. Oh, it's a it nice a set down. It was a pretty good tell off. Yeah. Mm. And he is appropriately chagrined. Yes. I mean, I do, I did feel a little bit like in these first couple chapters after they start working together that the, that the story lost the fact that he, that she used him as well. I guess. Because it's very like, Caleb is such a fuck up, which he is, and we've gone through. But also like, he believes for good reason that she used him for sex at this convention. Right. Which is also really not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did seem like all the onus was on Caleb. I mean, he circles it back a couple times and is like, hey, remember your fucking checklist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I felt like there wasn't a lot of that in the... You know what I'm saying? It's mostly from her perspective, like, how dare he? Yeah, I I think the reason I didn't mind that was just because of the situation they were currently in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt like the most pressing thing that was going on is that he had invaded her workspace and mm-hmm. totally tossed her world up in turmoil when what she did would have just been done with and gone had he not taken this job. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I just wish there would have been a little bit more. It wouldn't have impacted his life anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Also, like, he has an encounter with somebody that's basically like, don't bark up that tree. She's an ice queen. Lloyd. Like, she doesn't date at all. Oh, it wasn't Lloyd. I thought it was somebody else. Oh. I thought it was like Phil or someone. Oh, I don't... No, I'm pretty darn sure it was Lloyd. But Lloyd's yeah. always like, she's freaky deaky. I don't know. I don't want to go back and look. But oh, basically, yeah. people are talking about how... People are just talking about her in like an icky way Yeah. to him when she's not around. 
so she has thought you remember you guys remember when they were in the snow yeah and and she said to herself oh she had never seen snow before this is the wonders of snow snow it's magical gosh i'm so innocent look at it fall on me Whoa. um maybe i'll put out my finger and then lick it maybe i'll put out my little pink tongue mm. uh. i'm trying to catch it <laughs> um remember that you guys so after that, Caleb had <laughs> clearly been trying to tell her something, and then she was like, what? And he was like, nothing, nothing. He was trying to tell her that he'd developed some feelings for her over the weekend. Yeah. Now she believes that he had been trying to tell her that he had gotten this job. Right. And then chickened out. So they go to coffee. He asked her to coffee oh, yeah, to yeah. off of work premises. Oh, right. Also, this was weird because she drives him there. This is an after work thing. They mm-hmm. will, you would think, go home after they have this coffee at a public establishment. Mm-hmm. And she's not like, just follow me there in your own car. He doesn't know the way. Uh, she says, let's go to this coffee shop I know. And he says, I don't know the way. Will you drive? So first of all, Google fucking <laughs> maps. And second of all, follow her there. Yeah. She had, she, uh, it's, you have it's eyeballs. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. And it's also like right down the road too. She says it's like two blocks away. They could have also walked. Yeah. It's Tampa. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. But so they go to this coffee and he's like, listen, I didn't get the job until afterwards. I didn't think I was going to get it. You know, kind of explains all this stuff. And then I didn't call you because I threw away your number, but I could have like tracked you down on the business. But like the longer I put it off, the more weird it was. And then I just. Yeah. Yeah. And he does say, I know it's lame, but it's also honest. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. story of your fucking life, Caleb, you mediocre (laughs) white man. Anyway. (laughs) So she says, so if you didn't get the job until after you left me on Saturday, then what were you trying to tell me when we were outside in the snow? Was it a declaration of love? Caleb's (laughs) mouth tightened. That was something else. It's not relevant now. (laughs) (laughs) How's that water you're trying to drink? It's rough, is what it is. (laughs) And then that's when he says, well, I mean she she's mad at him for not telling her he says well you were only fucking me for a scavenger hunt anyway so it's not like you know that was a big deal to you and that kind of stuff yeah she says that she would have slept with him even if it wasn't a scavenger hunt and but she does acknowledge that the scavenger hunt did sort of tip the scales sure she says she would have wanted to sleep with him but she doesn't think she would have had the gumption to make Mm -hmm. it happen and she's very firm with him of like the woman he met at DiceCon is not who she is right is a is a fictitious version of herself Mm -hmm. so he needs to stop thinking of her in that way because that was a a weekend thing and that version of Isabel does not exist and he's like i don't he he kind of can't hold this in his brain because he's like well clearly you enjoyed having sex with me you enjoyed what you were doing like it's not like you were playing some kind of a part right and she says i'm a professional at the top of my career i'm not some floozy who wears push-up bras and low-cut blouses to try and get a promotion i'm not some woman who takes random guys back to her hotel room and he's like who said anything about being a floozy this made me so angry yeah aaron yes this made me very angry. The Madonna whore complex this woman has is mm-hmm. just awful. But Caleb has a pretty good response when he says, I don't understand why you can't be a professional and still enjoy sex. Yeah. You clearly enjoy sex. So the two are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. And she's like, but Caleb, my Madonna whore complex. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, this is like, 
this was one of those moments where I was like, then why didn't you do the scavenger hunt in secret? Yeah. Why couldn't there have been a wrinkle where like Lloyd came upon her own personal scorecard and like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it just made no sense to me. So anyway, she says that she doesn't want anyone at work to think about her sexually or her sexuality. And he says that he understands and they agree just to be coworkers, which is hilarious. Yes. So then he's in his apartment and he needs to unpack, but he can't stop thinking about Isabel. Also, he did not label a single box. When he <laughs> <packed> them. <laughs> Caleb. Caleb. My brosif, you gotta just throw a kitchen staple on there. Kitchen. He staple? talks to Henry I about meant a like stamp. I think. Yeah, I didn't even hear it. What'd you say? A kitchen staple? A staple? You know, it doesn't matter. Whatever, it's fine. We'll just Sharpie on. action, Caleb. Sharpie. So a kitchen writing kitchen on it. So that he talks to Henry. It doesn't matter. Then he takes a shower. He does masturbate, thinking of Isabel, and he draws her naked seas. And then he he furiously jerks off to his own artistic prowess. (laughs) Which is like, that's a journey, huh? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Ooh. Um, Oh, and then he's like, also, can't stop thinking about Isabel. So I want to go to the place where I can still bask in her pheromones. So he's going to go to his work. Work. And then he thinks maybe he'll go to some clubbings is what I'll do. Hit those Tampa clubs. Yeah, but she's working but hey guess what 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 i don't know if you saw this coming or not but isabel is also at work of course she's working on the weekend she doesn't usually work on the weekend but you know bump and squish bump (laughs) and squish is coming out soon (laughs) actually i think it's a different it's frost prince that's coming out soon but you know that bump and squish but bump and squish is still on her mind so he's like standing behind her and she like senses him and he looks good He's oh, yeah. sexy. He's all must. He's got his jeans and his t-shirt and his yeah. beard's all. He's got a beard and it's like, I don't know, looking pretty beardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they and just like they do hot sex. Smash. Yeah, they do. <laughs> she just like turns around. It's one of those, Caleb, I, and then they're like, I'm doing it on the desk. He puts her right up on that desk and she and he enters her and then she puts her hand right down on her clip and they just smash this shit out until they come super hard, you guys. I was offended. I... Do not like a work time sex. It upsets me. <laughs> I know it does. I don't care if it's a Saturday. It's I don't a weekend, care if Aaron. it's late. I don't like it. <laughs> and I do feel like there are security cameras. And if there aren't, there should be. There definitely should be. I am upset. There is a metric fuck ton of technology in there and a bunch of intellectual properties and stuff. They need to know who is in there all the time, I think. Anyway, yep. so then he pulls out and then the mood immediately darkens and he asks what happens now and she's like, we shouldn't have done that. And he yep. says, don't say that. Didn't you like it? And she's like, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know. I love how she went from like that Isabel doesn't exist to literally fucking him on her desk. Like yeah, 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 within yeah, yeah. 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, not even. Totally. Yeah. And then she says... She is not and doesn't want to be this person, mm-hmm. the one that fucks on her desk. Right. So then he's like, well, is it because you don't want to be seen with me? 
And then it goes from zero to 100, you guys. Mm -hmm. She's like, what? Like your girlfriend? I'm not your girlfriend. And he's Mm -hmm. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want a girlfriend, but maybe. And she says, okay, cool. So you want to like go meet my parents tonight at Saturday dinner? Do you want to come like meet my parents because I'm your girlfriend now? And you like want to you want to go to the (laughs) farmer's market or something? Because like that's what happens. And then he blanches and she is vindicated. Yeah. But this goes back and forth so many times over who's the one that wants a relationship. Right. And then they talk about it in like a I can't give you what you want sort of way without really clarifying it. And sometimes she's saying to him, I can't give you what you want. And that means that he wants a relationship. And sometimes Mm -hmm. he's saying to her, I can't give you what you want. And and the assumption is that she wants a relationship. And it's very confusing. It is. is. And we get over the whole like, Katie, remember the one that made him swear off love forever? Yeah. His like down with love ex. We never hear about her again. Like, Caleb decides he wants to be in a relationship with Isabel without ever mentioning again his lifetime vow not to date. Uh huh. I have no idea what happened with Katie. I have no idea why Isabel is he different. Says that she cheated, question mark. Sure. And I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, there's there's nothing. That is a no. nothing. That is a Chekhov's nothing that yeah, never yeah, comes yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, you guys, because in the next scene, he's at the club. Unce, he's at unce, 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 unce. And there's a blonde who wants to jump on that D right now. And he, you know what? Just just something doesn't feel right. He's just not into it. He just w- doesn't want that blonde to jump on his D. Because he only wants Isabel. Yeah. That's what he says in his brain parts. And then Isabel goes to dinner at her parents' house and does anything happen? Literally nothing. She, Literally okay, nothing. No, 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 no. The only thing that happens is that she realizes that she wants more from Caleb. She wants a relationship. And she thinks that Caleb isn't into it at all. Even though he literally said, maybe I want you to be my girlfriend. Anyway. Hey, HBs. If you haven't yet picked up your copy of The Honey Don't List by Christina Lauren, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. It's already out. It's a delightful love story about what happens when two assistants tasked with keeping a rocky relationship from exploding start to feel sparks of their own. Here's the description. Carrie Douglas has worked for home remodeling and design gurus Melissa and Rusty Tripp for nearly a decade. A country girl at heart, Carrie started in their first store at 16 and has helped them build an empire. With a new show and a book about to launch, the trips are on the verge of superstardom. There's only one problem. They can't stand each other. James McCann, MIT graduate and engineering genius, was originally hired as a structural engineer. But the job isn't all he thought it'd be. The last straw? Both he and Carrie must go on a book tour with the trips to keep the wheels from falling off the proverbial bus. Unfortunately, neither of them is in any position to quit. While road tripping with the trips up the West Coast, Carrie and James vow to work together to keep their bosses' secrets hidden and their own jobs secure. But if they stop playing along and start playing for keeps, they may have the chance to build something beautiful together. Publishers Weekly says, Lauren delivers a breezy, tongue-in-cheek rom-com as insightful as it is irreverent. Readers will laugh out loud. And a Kirkus starred review wrote, A toxic workplace nurtures an intoxicating romance, supplying readers with all the drama and wit of the enemies-to-lovers trope. When a book has such great comic timing, it's easy to finish the story in one sitting. 
I'll include links in the show notes because let's face it, we need all the rom-com goodness we can get, right? And this is a must buy. Then mm-hmm. the next Friday after work, like, thank you for skipping the work week. Great job. Kind of. But also like, how did that work week go? Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't even like a wrap up on Tuesday was awkward, but everything else like was fine. partners on the design team. It's not right. like they could avoid each other at work for a week. They are on a project together. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Sorry, that Friday. He has sort of do the boyfriendiest thing anybody can ever do. Yes. Which is ask to join you at Ikea. Which kill me dead. I would not do that for anything. For anything. <laughs> I wouldn't go to Ikea for me. Man, I I do kind of like an Ikea. I wish that they had like a fireman's pole at different areas where you could nope out of the show floor when you wanted to. You know, just periodic fireman's poles. Here's a confession. Here's a furniture confession. I've never been inside an Ikea. What I have done is I have seen the exterior. And they are massive. Large. And it looks like a nope for me. (laughs) <laughs> I have heard that you are shepherded through mm-hmm. the the floor in a way that you cannot make your own choices. No. And that there is some kind of like order form with like a tiny golf pencil, yep. like a mini golf pencil that you yep. have to do. And then at the end, then you go like find your shit in like a massive warehouse. I, the whole thing sounds mm-hmm. like a stress bundle to me. And then there's like horse meatballs involved i don't understand it and i don't want any part of it and they don't ship to alaska even if i wanted them to fair so i am nothing of ikea but it does not sound fun well that's what i'm saying i want periodic fireman's poles where i can just be like and i'm done i don't want to walk through kitchens and bedrooms and office supplies and no. all like the random duvets. I don't want to do that. I came here for a bookshelf. I found my bookshelf and now I'm fucking off. But they don't do that. I understand the sentiment, but I would much rather be like forced to walk through the kitchenwares than to mm. be told you're either going to be forced <laughs> to walk through the kitchenwares or you have to slide down this public fireman's pole <laughs> and make me make that choice. <laughs> like I'd much rather just be forced to do the kitchenwares. Well, then you might like Ikea. <laughs> No, I don't want that. But I really don't want the choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it does sound sound like an Aaron Ulcer all the way around. Slide down or walk through the... Oh, God. It just sounds exhausting. It is. Then if you needed to go back, if you needed to go back to the kitchenwares... You can't. Would you climb up? Bridget (laughs) Jones 2 style? (laughs) No, you have to walk... Through the whole maze again. Oh, no, God, no. Yeah? Just, yeah no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <sighs> so then they have a great time. They sort of get into his family expectations and how he doesn't want to be controlled by his parents. And then she looks at him Yoda style and is like, aren't you being controlled by them because you're defining yourself in opposition to them? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. like felt that a little hard. Yeah. Put me in a place. He, yeah. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> mention how his parents are, are racist, racist. <laughs> he does yeah. not he does not slide that into the conversation that happens off page um yeah. in in book two which does not exist which That's is right. titled caleb and isabel break up because caleb <laughs> doesn't stand up to his parents and their racism uh, okay so then they go back to his house and order pizza 
Yum. He goes to change and she accidentally knocks a sketch she, pad. Accidentally. She accidentally like goes through all of his shit. Yeah. Knocks this sketch pad and then looks through all the different sketches until she mm-hmm. gets to like the Titanic sketch of her wearing only the heart of the ocean. That's the one. That is covered in sperms from That's- the time he jacked <laughs> just- it to his own art. <laughs> it's just covered in semen. <laughs> it's sticky. She can't even open the page. It's like <laughs> rip, rip, rip. She can't even tell it's her by the time she gets the page open. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I'm really glad she muddled through it, though, because he comes out and he's embarrassed. Muddled but then, <laughs> they, <laughs> then they do cute banter about Oh, this is a weird banter that I didn't super understand. She thinks about things in the terms of games. I so don't like, understand it. But it's the, it's the title of the book, so I feel like we should chat about it for no, a No, but I want you to try. know that I don't understand it. Much okay, like good. in Beverly Jenkins' Rebel that I don't understand where all the loves go, I do not understand where all the odds are. <laughs> yes, agreed. So she says that she's thinking of that about the odds of winning and like which one of them is gonna win and he very understandably is like what is winning Uh and if one of us wins by being in a relationship does that mean the other one loses and i'm like yes caleb isabel loses but also i don't understand who wants the relationship and who doesn't right now because they're talking about bringing each other over to the other side like is it it's 60% I'm going to win versus how, you know, you're going to win and whoever wins is going to get the thing that they want, meaning yeah. relationship or not relationship. And I don't know what each character wants at this point or what each character thinks the other one wants. Right. It's a big, it's a big. Confused. So, yeah. So she says snooping gives her five to one odds of winning also Aaron, i need to do a big confess right now yes i don't know what odds are i don't know how they work every time somebody's like it's a 50 to one bet i'm like i bet yeah that's i bet that's a thing i know that it involves multiplying the monies you put in by the amount of the odds Mm -hmm. then if you lose do you just lose that money or do you now owe them 50 times the money you lost you know what i mean i don't understand odds anyway so, so don't at me. I don't care. I was going to at you, but I'm, I won't. No, I'm talking to the listener. I was going to at you live on the podcast right now. You were? I think the way to understand it is <laughs> like 50 to 1 odds is like if you if the thing happened 50 times, your thing would happen one time. Oh. So if you've got a horse that's got 50 to 1 odds, say uh-huh. you're, you're betting on Groupie Doll, the horse. You do 50 races and that horse wins one time. Yes. So okay. even odds, 2 to 2 odds... Even yeah. is uh-huh. that horse wins every time. Out of two times, wins every time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Even odds one to one is that means you're going to They're just win, the best win every at all. Time. Yeah. Okay. But again, what does that do to your monies? Well, you said it, it multiplies the... <laughs> you multiply it by the big one time number. But then, but then do you lose the monies? Do you lose 50 times the monies that you bet? Or do you just lose the monies you bet? You just lose the monies you bet. Then how do people end up in $10,000 worth of debt in gamblings? Because they just you bet just a lot. You just give them the money that you have. You bet so much. But you can't bet money you don't have. Or can you? That's, that is, we call it credit. 
It's called credit Uh-oh. credit times. <laughs> oh, don't do that. No, don't do it, guys. No, once you're out of money, you go home. Bye. Yeah, go home. Bye. <laughs> don't take out a loan for gambles. Oh, my gosh. If you have a gambling addiction, there is a number you can call. I don't know what it is, but Google it's that right up. It's 1-800-GAMBLES. Gamblers Anonymous. It's not, guys. If you have a gambling addiction, don't call 1-800-GAMBLES. Guys, don't come to us for your science facts. <laughs> Are your gambling facts? Okay. I, did, I did realize it does have seven digits, so do not call my hundred gambles. It's probably not what it is. Don't do that. Okay. Okay. So anyway, oh it god, turns I really feel banter. like I got it wrong. And <laughs> okay, so it turns into a banter where she's like, "Snooping gives me five to one odds of winning, but drawing her naked puts him at fifty to one odds of winning, which is worse, I think." And yes. then it is according it's to five Aaron. times to one, 50 times to one. That's the one. Okay. okay. So then they talk about, um, I don't know, international, inter, nope, international property rights. That's not right. Intellectual. I just have there IP go. rights. And I'm because like, she, I this see. is actually kind of cute. This is a legal banter that's a little bit cute. Ooh, so she has intellectual banter. property rights to her naked body and oh, he has yeah. stolen her intellectual yes. property by drawing it and she hasn't given him the rights to do so so that puts him on his heels as far as the odds thing which i thought was funny and he's like oh but you let me look at your naked body and by doing that you consented because i drew it from the 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 snapshot in my brain brain. yeah and she's like yes but i didn't give you the consent to then produce art from it so you owe me now it was cute it was um, very and she's cute. like, well, I don't draw you naked. And he's like, you could if you want. Do and she's it, like, please. I can't draw. I'd but love she, to jack off to that, too. <laughs> Isabel's a piano player. She's like, I don't draw. I play piano. And he's like, you could play piano about me naked. And I wouldn't care at all. And then I'll jack off all over your piano. <laughs> I'll just cover those ivories and more ivory. Which I thought was really cute that she could write a song about him <laughs> naked and he wouldn't sue her. Very cute. But the That's odds really thing cool. I didn't get. Every time that came up, I was like, nah, I don't understand this part. I don't know what that means. All right. So then, um, oh, and then it says, yes. he says they should be even because she's been thinking about him and what he can do to her. And she's like, every night and with all my toys. She says. And he's like, toys, plural, question mark. Uh-huh. He says every What'd night, she, say? she says, yes, every night I fuck myself and I think <gasps> of you. Ooh. Hot stuff, Isabel. Hot stuff. And then she says something about all her toys. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in there. Okay. I don't know where. All right, cool, the, cool, cool. I thought I thought the like the blatant eye contact of every oh, night yeah. I fuck myself and I think of you, I was like, oh. good job, Isabel. <laughs> good job. Get, get that cute ass right to bed. And that's yep. what they do. And that is what they do. Oh, and now it's time for the sex chapter. And you guys... Somehow he's gotten up to a hundred to one odds. And then he's like, I want the opportunity to even the odds by sucking on those titties. And then he makes her beg to come. It's it's nice. Yes. It's a good time. I have I have a question. I do sure. not know if this is a typo or a okay. thing I don't understand. Caleb traced her dark brown aureole with a fingertip. A U R E O L E. Is that A-U-R? another name for areola? Yeah. Or is that a typo? So I did I the thing where I, I click on it and I hold it to find the definition. It says a yeah, circle yeah, yeah. of light or brightness surrounding something. As depicted in art as the head or body of a perp- person represented at ho- as holy. 
And then it you says another it term is. for Corona, which we are throwing right out. Get out of there. <laughs> it literally says that. So is that, is that another word, like a, like a beautiful word for areola? Or is that I a typo, do you think? When you have a sexy art brain. If you have, if you have like an angel nipple. Yeah, that's what. Could we call it an areola? He looks at her nipples and he says, holy cats. That is a nice nipple. Holy cats. <laughs> that is a nice nipple. Somebody put it on a thing. Somebody quote it. Somebody put it on a thing. 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 Holy cats. That's a nice nipple. Melody. Please. Okay. So then they assemble Ikea furniture. She says naked. And then I find or in their undies. And then I find out she's wearing a whole shirt. That's, yeah. It's not your undies. Shirt plus underwear, I guess. I don't know. Tank top, maybe? No, it's a big, I think it's a big one of his shirts. Anyway. So by the end of the night, she says she's sorry she freaked out. He says he's sorry, too. And they decide to keep doing stuff like this, but not put a label on it. Well, because she does tell him her whole history. She does, yeah. Specifically of being sexually harassed at work. And he's like, okay, I get it now. Right. Except for the part that you did a sexy scavenger hunt with your coworkers. Sure. Gonna see every day. I mean, day. he doesn't say that, but like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't, he still doesn't really understand the idea, the correlation she has in her head of I dated a coworker and then that opened me up to be sexually harassed Correct. and also not have credibility to report this person. He does not see that the two things are related. Yeah. And so in his mind, he's like, well, that doesn't. He he does not believe her insecurity about dating a coworker is valid. He does, however, no, respect but he does her respect wishes. It. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And oh, I don't and, think and he even tells her that he doesn't believe it's valid, but he's just like, mm, I don't think that one thing leads to the other. Right. Absolutely. And I do want to reiterate on this episode, I know I said it last episode, I am not criticizing her for doing the sexy scavenger hunt because I think she's inviting harassment. I don't think there right. is a situation in which someone can be blamed for being harassed i'm just saying it does not make sense as far as the character psychology because to the me. character believes that this kind of thing invites harassment at yes. this point in her character growth right so that choice would have been way weird for her yeah. without yeah, an yeah, explanation yeah. yeah okay so then he starts to feel like because she doesn't want to tell anybody at work but she does want to keep hanging out with him like as a girlfriend so he starts to feel kind of like used and like He's her dirty little secret. Yeah. And she doesn't want to be seen with him. And he's like, so I completely respect your wishes. However, while we do this, I would like for you to consider being public with me because I would like to be public with you. And then he invites her to spend the night. Mm -hmm. He's like, let's have a super sweet sleepover. And then they do. And then he's no longer... A never snuggle. He's in all the time snuggles. He's a forever snuggle. And in the morning, he wants to snuggle some more and have some more sex. Actually, I think they do have some more sex. And then oh, they're going to they, have... Oh, I'm sorry. Cuddling <sighs> turns into cute wrestling turns into morning sex. And I could not be more about it. All the sex in this book is actually very good. So good. And then over breakfast, he just casually mentions that one of their coworkers is about to come over. Yeah. And so she's like, yeah, I got to go. And he's like, why? Enjoy breakfast. And she's like, well, I thought we had just gone through this. Jesus Christ. Right. And then like she runs out of there. In his defense, he's like, he's coming over in like an hour. Mm-hmm. So like finish your omelet. 
She's like, what are they early? Left. I think it's cereal. I mean, be cool. Oh, yeah, but you're right. She's you're like, right. what? Yeah. <laughs> what if they're early? And she leaves. Oh, and my note is she basically tries to leave without her undies and shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I do have to read this part because it was crucial to me and I hated it. Okay. Wait a minute, Caleb said, getting to his feet. Best just to say what he was feeling. I'm feeling kind of used here. Isabel blinked, her eyebrows drawing together in puzzlement. I'm sorry. I thought you knew I wasn't ready to be known as the office slut. Mm -hmm. And then she leaves. Mm -hmm. OMG. Okay, now we can move on. Okay. So she has lunch with Matthew, her friend, who is basically like, it's very clear you're in a relationship with Caleb. You should report yeah. this to HR. And she's like, I'm not in a relationship with Caleb. I'm don't even, who is Caleb? Yeah. D- who would ever think that? Right. And then the next thing is that she oh, and Caleb. And this, sorry, this mm-hmm. conversation is inspired because she's angry that Caleb has been so professional with her all week. Yeah. She's like, uh, he hasn't been treating me like his girlfriend. At yeah, pick all a side, Isabel. Yeah, like, come on. Okay. So the next thing is, like, Caleb and Isabel and Lloyd, the creepy co-worker that was like, mm-hmm. do you have all your makeup? <laughs> that guy. Have yeah. a meeting. So she's in there. He he says something to Caleb about, like, this little hellcat's not giving you too much trouble, right? Right. And then makes a couple comments about her. And then when yeah. she's gone... Says something to him about like how she is this when he said he says something about like how she hooked up with somebody at the dice con. Not and, yet. So okay. real quick before that, Caleb sort of notices that he's being a condescending dick. Yes. And he tries to professionally just like get them back on track sort of thing. And then they go out into the hallway and he's like, hey, are you OK? That was really fucking weird. And she's like, no, that's just how Lloyd is. Yeah, he just acts like he's her boss, even though he's her coworker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, wow, this is, that was not cool. The way that he spoke to you and the way he treated you was absolutely not okay. And he, mm-hmm. he did not treat me like that, nor do I think would he ever do that. Right. And she makes a really good point because this is one of the reasons that this issue is so hard and it's so tough to pin down because she's like, he's never crossed a line there's there's no blatant lines that he has stomped on and so i feel like i can't go to hr and he says that it's her choice and he'll support any decision she makes and she gets all gushy over that and she says that she wants to see him again Mm -hmm. and he hesitates and so she freaks out and like is about to walk away he hesitates because of this like dirty little secret thing he's just like i don't like that i don't like this feeling yeah yeah oh and also at some point lloyd came out and saw them standing sort of close together talking and he was like Mm -hmm. oh am i interrupting something you two you guys seem a little close Uh. anyway so then she runs back to her office because she's super embarrassed that he's kind of turned her down but he only hesitated right So he's now wishing that she had just let him explain. And then as he's leaving, Lloyd is like, oh, sorry if I made a joke about you and I made you uncomfortable with the whole like, am I interrupting? You guys are really cozy. Yeah. Yeah. And Caleb is like, no, I'm fine. But I do very much wonder if you made Isabel uncomfortable. And Lloyd says, oh, no, you should hear the things about her. She's fine with all this kind of sexy talk because she, like, had sex one time. Yeah. That's the thing that, like, I don't get about 
the the Lloyd character. Agreed. It's not that sexual harassment does not happen at the workplace, right. but I don't think that this just did not the either it's the phrasing or I don't know. Uh-huh. But it no, didn't it, seem it right. Didn't track for me either. It didn't. Yeah, no, it says uh, Lloyd seems unfazed. Maybe, maybe. Sweet of you to want to defend her, though. Thinking about dipping the pen in that company ink. And then Caleb's like, you're pretty nosy. And he goes, hey, I'm just looking out for new guys like you. I like to see this company succeed. If there are any weak links, it's only fair the other people should know about them, right? And then he's like, he does the whole, she seems pretty emotional to me, hot and cold. She's the ice queen here and then goes all wild child when we're away. Because she, he's saying she's emotional. Like, it's very weird. It is. It is. Especially because she has literally never called him out for any of his condescending behavior. She just brushes right. it off and diverts the conversation. Like, I think if anything, like, Lloyd would say something to the effect of, like, hey, if you're interested in Isabel... Just know that, like, we went to this convention and she, like, had one night stands and, like, she was, like, super slutty at this convention. Right. Like, she, right now at the office, like, she seems really, like, smart and normal and professional. But we went to this convention and she was, like, fucking this guy in the other room. Yeah. So, like, just be cool because she's, like, kind of a whore. Like, that's what I would see an actual Lloyd saying. Mm -hmm. Not... She's really hot and cold. Like, sometimes she's professional, and then sometimes she's wild. So right, she must right, be right. too emotional. Like, that's a weird way to say that. I agree. But anyway, Caleb takes this opportunity to be like, I see it differently. You're fucking wrong. She's been nothing but super confident and very professional and really mm-hmm. awesome. And she has never said a word about anybody in this office, which mm-hmm. is something that you are doing right now. And Lloyd sort of blusters and and walks away kind of thing yeah i mean he implies that she's bad at her job which i think i think does ring true he'd just be like i can't put i just can't put my finger on it but she seems less competent than the other guys but how he couches it is like she's less confident because she's so emotional and she's like she was slutty and then she's not which is weird yeah yeah yeah. i agree i agree so he gets into his car and he's trying to calm down because he just is really really worked up and super mad yeah and then she jumps into his car with him and he's got the window shade up in the front because they live in florida Mm -hmm. and he's like whoa whoa what's going on and she just says thank you for that and she's been crying because she was on the other side of the door and she overheard him defend her and she loved it Mm-hmm. And she's like, nobody's ever talked about me like that. And I can't believe that's what Lloyd thinks of me. And then do they do a big makeout? I think they do. They do a big makeout, but then he pulls back and says, I yeah. don't want to do this anymore. Not like this. Like, I don't like being the secret. and It makes me feel bad. And she's like, well, I don't want to go public with this to HR unless it is a relationship. So is, right. do you want a relationship? Then he gives this big speech. That means nothing. Agreed. Should I read it? Or should we just. All right. Here's Caleb. My parents are domineering and obnoxious. But he doesn't he doesn't mention that they're racist. They're also racist. They're also racist specifically 
against Hispanics. Super racist. Okay. Uh, my parents are domineering and obnoxious, but they're happy together and they're really successful lawyers. My brother has a perfect family with a perfect wife and perfect kids. He's a goddamn dentist. A dentist, Isabel. <laughs> a dentist! <laughs> I'm the fuck up of the family. I barely passed high school and I had to do remedial classes before I could get into art school, even with a killer portfolio. I started a business and it failed. I've applied for a dozen other jobs and been turned down for all of them. Now that he started talking, he felt that he couldn't stop and the words kept tumbling out. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had one serious relationship and she cheated on me and I don't want that kind of heartbreak again. I don't do relationships because if I fuck up a relationship now, it's just one more thing that I fucked up. One more way that I failed. I have to look at my family and I know that I'm a disappointment to them. It's easier just not to try to shut off that part of myself. He swallowed. God, now that I'm saying this, it sounds really messed up. I'm 30 years old, Isabel, and I've only had one serious relationship. How screwed up is that? <laughs> he didn't give her a chance to answer. No, and then you come not. along, and it was supposed to be just another fling, but I like you. I like hanging out with you. I love sleeping with you, but you want more than that. You want something serious, something forever. And I don't know if I'm cut out for that. The earnest expression in her eyes was too much right then, so he turned away. Turned away. Staring and said at the under <laughs> staring and said at the underside of the bubble coated sunshade. I don't want this to fail too. Isabel was silent. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's a fucking lot, Caleb. And like your big heartfelt confession about being a failure in life mm -hmm. is that you graduated high school, went to art school, then worked at your parents' law firm for a while, then started your own business, which failed, and then you got a great job working as a graphic designer for a gaming company. Alongside the girl of your dreams. No! What if this fails too? Caleb's life is so hard. And, like, I, I still, like, nowhere in that he talks about how his parents are like domineering and they're they're like yeah. not approving of his stuff and they talk down to him and they want him to come back and work at the law firm because they don't approve of his career or whatever. He does not talk about how his parents are specifically racist. Yeah. How they talk about, quote, the Puerto Ricans down the street. Uh-huh. Which I think is a far bigger hurdle to him being in a relationship with Isabel and having a relationship with his parents, which he clearly still does. Right. Than any of this other stuff. Agreed. I've only had one serious relationship before I'm 30. Can you fucking believe it, Isabel? Can you believe How it? How like, fucked up is that? Uh, no, that, that's pretty He doesn't pretty look at her and say, it didn't normal. take me until art school until I noticed that my parents were had waspish prejudices. Waspish <laughs> tendencies or whatever. I don't know. I just was like, I felt like the thing that he needed to disclose to her in that moment uh -huh. was probably... How racist his parents were and how bad he was. I honestly, I think, could even forgive a hero that had not ever said anything to his parents that now yeah. is going to, you know, is like, you know what? I put yeah, up with yeah, this yeah. shit for too long. I'm going to go tell my parents that they're racist and they're they're shitty and that if they don't stop being like this, that that I'm, you know, like whatever it is, like I, I could even, yeah. I think, deal with a hero like that. He, it's, it's never again acknowledged in the book. It's not even on his radar. <sighs> and like, I'll tell you what, that's going to make grandkids real fucking awkward, Caleb. Yeah. Jesus. 
Anyway, also protect your kids. Do not, do not, do not put your mixed race kids in the same room as your racist parents. Just don't do it. Don't. Unless they prostrate themselves and see the light and go to some classes and like change their spots. Those those racist Dalmatians do not. Don't put them in the same room. And I would say, try also not to put your spouse in the same room oh, as I mean, your racist yeah. parents. No, but totally. I, you know, I think that's a big deal, too. Like, I agree. I completely agree. I feel like for somebody like Isabel, if he continued to have a relationship with his parents and decided that him and Isabel were, you know, together forever, H-E-A, that, mm-hmm. you know, like forcing her to hang out with his parents would be traumatic. No, absolutely. I merely said, you know, don't ever put your kids in the same room because I know that Isabel can defend herself. She should not have to. Right. But kids cannot defend themselves. No, no. I I just wanted to say that too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. Anyway, we went off on a a (laughs) anti-ignorance tangent. Um, what happens then? Oh, so she says, okay, clearly you've got some issues, Caleb. If you don't want to call it a relationship, that's fine. But I'm ready to go to HR and say that we're together. Which is like also a big leap because he just said, I don't want to call this a relationship. And she's like, I'll still do the exact thing you want me to do, even though you're not giving me what I want, technically. I don't know. I don't know. This felt very weird. So then they do go to HR and they do disclose their relationship. And then. And it's not a thing. No. HR is like, great. Excellent. Good job. Thank you for coming. Good job, guys. We love it when people uh, can come together and. Yeah. Whatever. But she does (laughs) end up sort of disclosing the sexual harassment that she gets like more information on what sexual harassment can be. And because the HR lady is basically like, he doesn't need to grab a tit for it to be sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. That's not what it has to be. Yeah. Basically, the, the HR person is like, your first step is either going to be you addressing it with the person or we can right. formally address it. But we like people to address it themselves first, mm-hmm. which is usually going to be your HR policy wherever you're at. Yeah. So then they have lunch together and Lloyd's like, oh, you guys are looking pretty chummy, like maybe you're smooching. Right. And she's like, Lloyd... My personal life is not your business. And he's like, well, uh-huh. you should have thought about that before you, like, made it my business at the at the Boston thing. Which, like, right. I'm a smidge Team Lloyd in this circumstance. I mean... I'm a smidge yeah. Team Lloyd. Like, if Lloyd wants to make a comment about, like, her being a hellcat or a wild child or emotional or a slut or, you know, all that other stuff that we've talked about is... 100% blatantly out of line. Yeah. But for him to just come up and be like, you guys are looking pretty close and her to be like, my personal life is not your business unless right. we're doing a scavenger hunt in Boston. Yeah. And of course, she's able to draw those lines. If she wants to be open about her personal life in Boston and not now, that's fine. That is fine. She can do but that. But it's not Lloyd's fault. First comment, for that yeah, first the very comment. first comment before she puts up that Tampa boundary. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know, but I will say that Lloyd, at this point, I agree. I'm like, That first comment was not that bad, but she shuts it down and says, I don't want you talking about my personal life anymore. And then he does not shut down. Um, She says, I don't want you bringing that up anymore, Lloyd. It makes me uncomfortable. Then he should have been like, okay, I'm I'm sorry, I won't. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Great. But then he's like, oh, I'm just joking around. And she's like, I don't like it when you joke around. And, you know, he keeps just doubling and tripling down until she finally shuts him down. 
she does a real good tell-off here. Yep. It's good. Oh, and I did really like that she invited him outside so that she could tell him off away from everyone yes. else. And he's the one who was like, no, say it in front of all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So it's really good. And then... Didn't they both independently realize that they're in love with each other? They're in love. After the HR conversation. Yeah. And then they go see each other that night and they tell each other they're in love with each other. And then it's the end at 92% in. So angry Melody... Real yes. quick. Yeah. Because when she talked about having all of her toys, let's review. Uh-huh. They were at his house the last time they boned down. So they're like, we love each other and we are going to have some love sex now. And they're at her house and we didn't get one more scene where they take advantage of her apparent plethora of toys. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Put the cherry on top of my cake is all I'm saying. Hmm. Don't tease me with a possible sexy scene with a bunch of toys and then renege. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, that sounded gross. You can renege it anytime you want. Yeah. I just wasn't. But very it is happy kind of it. like a Chekhov sex toy. If you mention it a sex is. toy earlier in the book, it has to be turned on later in the book. I agree. It has to buzz buzz later. It's got to do the buzz. <laughs> Anyway, I was confused by the last line in the book where she says, I hope you don't expect me to lose everything as easily as I lost just now. She draped one arm across his chest and ran a finger along the outline of his tattoos there. He squirmed ticklish and she stopped her hand coming to rest over his heart, taking her hand in his. He gave her fingers a squeeze. Nope. I expect you to be an even match. But an even match are like two rivals that are pitted, even pitted evenly against each other. That's different than even odds, which means like there's no chance of losing. Yeah. Again, I just... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, intellectuals I don't know. in 2020. <laughs> it's, only, it's only March, for... April. We... Yeah. I... There you go. That's even odds. That's... <laughs> That was it. There are some A plus sex scenes in here. Every single sex scene is A fucking plus. It's a very light, bubbly read. It is. Yeah. It's a it's a quick one too. Like on the page it seems really dense, but it's a it's a really nice, fast read. Yeah. And I will say, like, we made a lot of this racism thing because I just didn't like how it was discussed. But it is one paragraph very early it's in the book line. and then it never comes back. Yeah. And also her sexual harassment stuff at the at the other place is also a very small yeah part of the book and it it's not well i won't say it's not triggering because you never know you know right. what people are bringing to the table but it's not bad yeah so if you're just looking for a good kind of fun pick-me-up read especially if you're like a gaming person yeah. this is a good book this is a good one yeah. to pick up if you understand odds yeah if you like odds <laughs> you are probably gonna like this book holy cats you're gonna <laughs> like this book <laughs> all right Aaron, do you have a lady love uh, nope i don't either <laughs> we thought even else was gonna be what is there to love in these dark times these hot dummies over at heaving bosoms hot dummies <laughs> Oh, wait, I had one. Yeah. Get the molded eye mask. The what? A molded eye mask. So you know how you have those sleep masks that are just like, they're just flat pieces of fabric, you mm -hmm. know? 
And then oh, the one that's the bug on. eyes? Yes. Yeah. And you put on those flat pieces of fabrics, you could wake up with a headache because your eyes have been very subtly pressed into your cabeza for mm-hmm. all night. Mm-hmm. Get you a molded eye mask where they make a bug eye and they make a, a nose yeah. section. And you can you can tighten that on your head as much as you want and your eyeballs will always be protected. It is magical. That is so, a good one. Yeah. Can I tell you a, a stockpiling story? Of course. <laughs> My husband David went to the grocery store. I'm usually... I'm a dandelion person. Not a lot of things mm. phase me. Have I? Have we talked about dandelion people and orchid people on this podcast? Yes. yes. Yeah, dandelions can grow anywhere. Dandelions can grow anywhere. They're hardier. Yeah. And, and they're a weed. Yeah. Orchids are beautiful and rare oh. and stunning, but they just yeah. need a lot more care. I'm yeah. a dandelion sort of person. Yep. But mm-hmm. grocery stores and Costco particularly make me extremely anxious. For yeah. some, I can do a lot of anxiety-ridden things. For some reason, I am of a constitution that just cannot do a grocery yeah. store. I don't know what it is. Panicked crowds, I'm usually okay. Not right. a grocery store. I don't know why. So David always does all our grocery shopping anyway. But he did in these strange times as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did go in that rice aisle and he didn't find any rice. But then he went over to the boxed food aisle. Yeah. These fools, Melody, <laughs> had taken all the rice, but uh-huh. they left all of the rice aronis. Oh! What fools they were! You, Your house is filled with San Francisco treats? I have so many San Francisco treats. Um, <laughs> which is fitting because I did travel to San Francisco and bring back with me, I believe, a San Francisco treat. Um, that I hopefully did not spread to anybody else except for myself. But anyway, that he bought, you know, five or six boxes of those rice aronis, and boy, are those uh, just an MSG filled delicious oh. treat. And everybody else in Alaska is enjoying their bland ass white rice. Psh, God. I'm enjoying flavor packets right now. That's so right. my lady love this week is a rice aroni and a pasta aroni, which is also oh horrible for you. Hamburger helper was a big staple in my house as a yeah. child. Go yeah. if you can't find any food, any dry goods at the grocery store, I I recommend you go over to that boxed meals aisle because mm-hmm. you might you might find a few more things there. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Near East couscouses. Oh, yeah. I love a Near East couscous. Have you ever had the, yeah. the green ones that are the big ones? The big pearl oh, ones? Yeah. The basil big oh, pearls? Yeah. Mm, I like those. Uh, I like yeah. it. I like a that. I like a that a lot. Our lady loves our dry goods in these strange times. <laughs> I hope that if I'm speaking to you in the future that there are grocery stores still. Because <laughs> uh, this one's going to be like three weeks out, right? Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well, we hope you're safe out there, HBs. Hopefully, we weren't sweet, sweet summer children right yeah, now. Right now, because I can't. I can't. No, I can't. I can't. Yeah. All right. So, All if right. you like us, need more delight in your social media life, you can give Heaving Bosoms a follow wherever you get your social medias. On Instagram, it is at Heaving Bosoms. Twitter is at Heaving underscore Bosoms. We have a Facebook page. Just search our podcast name. Then we have a Facebook group. Search our podcast name and add Geriatric Friendship Cult to the end. You're going to find us. Then 
We've got this <laughs> rocking website that Aaron has put together called heavingbosomspodcast.com. It's a couple it's months got... old, but don't mind Shh. that. It is searchable for episodes. Yeah. And it's got a Patreon yeah. info. It's got the links got... to all the stuff. The merch, the Patreon, yeah. the HB Reading Embrace. Mm-hmm. You can get to all the social media from that website. And it is heavingbosoms.com. That's the one. Because we own both bitches. That's right. Aaron. Yeah. Try Heaving Bosoms both. Podcast and Heaving Bosoms. Because they'll both oh. take you there. Because that's there how smart we are. Hours. We got them. We got them both. Bow. Bow. because we knew that you guys like us would probably go to type it in and then be like which one was it we've got you girl we got you we got you it doesn't matter uh listener we are always looking out for you yeah okay so then what else do we have to do at the end of an episode i wonder keeping a badass and love yourself yourself as much as you love the phrase holy cats that's a nice nipple Uh, holy cats what a nice nipple (sighs) i love you i love you too bye bye hey you yes listener you are you loving the show If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.